Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast from Israel, where we read you the entire Bible in one year, based on the weekly Torah portions. I am Harriet and I will be your reader today. Today we have Tuesday, the 15th of March, or the 12th of Adar 2nd, on the Hebrew calendar. Today in history, the temple is dedicated after Herod's renovations, according to tradition, in 11 BCE. The parasha this week is called Sav, and that means command, and a portion of scripture from the Torah is today Leviticus chapter 7, verse 11 through verse 38. If you had followed us for a while, I'm sure you know that we um, give thanks and bless the Lord for giving us his word before we start reading the scriptures. And I'm sure many of you know this by heart at this point. So please, if you can, join me in spirit or even aloud. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people, people Israel, and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Mashiach, our Master. This is the Torah of the sacrifice of peace offerings, which one shall offer to the Lord. If he offers it for a thanksgiving, then he shall offer with the sacrifice of thanksgiving matzah cakes mixed with oil, and matzah wafers anointed with oil, and cakes mixed with oil. He shall offer his offering with the sacrifice of his peace offerings for thanksgiving with cakes of chametz bread. Of it he shall offer one out of each offering for a heave offering to the Lord. It shall belong to the Kohen who sprinkles the blood of the peace offerings. The flesh of the sacrifice of his peace offerings for thanksgiving shall be eaten on the day of his offering. He shall not leave any of it until the morning. But of, if the sacrifice of his offering is a vow or a freewill offering, it shall be eaten on the day that he offers his sacrifice. On the next day, what remains of it shall be eaten, but what remains of the meat of the sacrifice on the third day shall be burnt with fire. If any of the meat of the sacrifice of his peace offerings is eaten on the third day, it will not be accepted, and it shall not be credited to him who offers it. It will be an abomination, and the soul who eats any of it will bear his iniquity. The meat that touches any unclean thing shall not be eaten. It shall be burnt with fire. As for the meat, everyone who is clean may eat it. But the soul who eats of the meat of the sacrifice of peace offerings that belongs to the Lord, having his uncleanness on him, that soul shall be cut off from his people. When anyone touches any unclean thing, the uncleanness of man, or an unclean animal, or any unclean abomination, and eats some of the meat of the sacrifice of peace offerings which belong to the Lord, that soul shall be cut off from his people. The Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel, saying, 
You shall eat no fat of bull or sheep or goat, the fat of that which dies of itself and the fat of that which is torn of animals may be used for any other service, but you shall in no way eat of it. For whoever eats the fat of the animal which men offers as an offering made by fire to the Lord, even the soul who eats it shall be cut off from his people. You shall not eat any blood, whether it is of bird or of animal, in any of your dwellings. Whoever it is who eats any blood, that soul shall be cut off from his people. The Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel, saying, He who offers the sacrifice of his peace offerings to the Lord shall bring his offering to the Lord out of the sacrifice of his peace offerings. With his own hands he shall bring the offerings of the Lord made by fire. He shall bring the fat with the breast, that the breast may be waved for a contribution before the Lord. The Kohen shall burn the fat on the altar, but the breast shall be Aaron's and his son's. The right thigh you shall give to the Kohen for a heave offering out of the sacrifices of your peace offerings. He among the sons of Aaron who offers the blood of the peace offerings and the fat shall have the right thigh for a portion. For the waved breast and the heaved thigh I have taken from the sons of Israel out of the sacrifices of their peace offerings and have given them to Aaron the Kohen and to his sons as their portion forever from the sons of Israel. This is the consecrated portion of Aaron and the consecrated portion of his sons out of the offerings of the Lord made by fire on the day when he presented them to minister to the Lord in the office of Kohen which the Lord commanded to be given them of the sons of Israel in the day that he anointed them. It is their portion forever throughout their generations. This is the Torah of the burnt offering, the grain offering, the sin offering, the trespass offering, the consecration, and the sacrifice of peace, the, that offering which the Lord commanded Moshe at Mount Sinai, in the day that he commanded the sons of Israel to offer their offerings to the Lord in the wilderness of Sinai. That was Leviticus or Vayikra 7, 11 through 38. Now we have our portion from the prophetic writings and we're reading um, this time from the prophet Isaiah, or in Hebrew, Yeshayahu. Today we will read chapter 9. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, on them a light has dawned. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased their joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy and harvest as men rejoice when they divide the plunder. For the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as in the day of Midian. For all the armor of the armed man in the noisy battle and the garments rolled in blood, 
will be for burning, fuel for the fire. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, and a government will be on his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of shalom there shall be no end on the throne of David and on his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from that time on, even forever. The seal of the Lord Tzvaot will accomplish this. The Lord sent a word into Yaakov, and it falls on Israel. All the people will know, including Ephraim and the inhabitants of Shomron, who say in pride and in arrogance of heart, The bricks have fallen, but we will build with cut stone. The sycamore fig trees have been cut down, but we will put cedars in their place. Therefore the Lord will set up on high against him the adversaries of Resin, and will stir up his enemies, the Syrians in front and the Philistines behind, and they will devour Israel with open mouth. For all this his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. Yet the people have not turned to him who struck them, neither have they sought the Lord's Svaot. Therefore the Lord will cut off from Israel head and tail, palm branch and reed, in one day. The elder and the honorable man is the head, and the prophet who teaches lies is the tail. For those who lead this people lead them astray, and those who are led by them are destroyed. Therefore the Lord will not rejoice over their young men, neither will he have compassion on their fatherless and widows. For everyone is profane and an evildoer, and every mouth speaks folly. For all this his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. For wickedness burns like a fire, it devours the briars and thorns. Yes, it kindles in the thickets of the forest, and they roll upward in a column of smoke. By the wrath of the Lord Svaot, the land is burnt up, and the people are the fuel for the fire. No one spares his brother. One will devour on the right hand and be hungry, and he will eat on the left hand, and they will not be satisfied. Everyone will eat the flesh of his own arm. Manasseh devours Ephraim, and Ephraim Manasseh. Together they are against Yehuda. For all this his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. That was Isaiah chapter 9. Now we have our portion from the writings. And we will read Psalm 147, or Telim 147. Hallelujah, for it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant and fitting to praise Him. The Lord builds up Jerusalem, He gathers together the outcasts of Israel, He heals the broken in heart and binds up their wounds. 
He counts the number of the stars. He calls them all by their names. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. He understanding, his understanding is infinite. The Lord upholds the humble. He brings the wicked down to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praises on the harp to our God, who covers the sky with clouds, who prepares rain for the earth, who makes grass grow on the mountains. He provides food for the livestock and for the young ravens when they call. He does not delight in the strength of the horse. He takes no pleasure in the legs of a man. The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those who hope in his loving kindness. Praise the Lord, O Yerushalayim. Praise your God, O Zion. For he has strengthened the bars of your gates. He has blessed your children within you. He brings shalom within your borders. He fills you with the finest of the wheat. He sends out his commandments to the earth. His word runs very swiftly. He gives snow like wool and scatters frost like ashes. He hurls down his hay like pebbles. Who can stand before his cold? He sends out his word and melts them. He causes his wind to blow and the waters flow. He shows his word to Yaakov, his statutes and his ordinances to Israel. He has not done this for just any nation. They do not know his ordinances. Hallelujah. That was Psalm 147 from our portion of the writings. And now we have already arrived at our last scripture reading from the Apostolic Writings, and it is Acts chapter 14. And it came to pass in Iconium that they entered together into the Jewish synagogue, and so spoke that a great multitude both of Jews and of Greeks believed. But the disbelieving Jews stirred up and embittered the souls of the Gentiles against the brothers. Therefore they stayed there a long time, speaking boldly in the Lord, who testified to the word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. But the multitude of the city was divided, part sided with the Jews and part with the emissaries. And when some of both the Gentiles and the Jews, with their rulers, made a violent attempt to mistreat and stone them, they became aware of it and fled to the cities of Laconia, Lystra, and Derbe, and the surrounding region. There they preached the good news. Now at Lystra a certain man was sitting, impotent in his feet, a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. He was listening to Paul speaking, who, fastening eyes on him and seeing that he had faith to be made whole, said with a loud voice, Stand upright on your feet. He leaped up and walked. When the multitude saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voice, saying in the language of Laconia, The gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. And they called Barnabas Jupiter and Paul Mercury, because he was the chief speaker. 
and a priest of Jupiter, whose temple was in front of their city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates and would have made a sacrifice along with the multitudes. But when the emissaries, Barnabas and Paul, heard of it, they tore their clothes and sprang into the multitude, crying out and saying, Men, why are you doing those things? We are also men of like passions with you, and bring you good news that you should turn from these vain things to the living God, who made the heaven, the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, who in the generations gone by allowed gone by allowed all the nations to walk in their own ways. Yet he did not leave himself without a witness, in that he did good and gave you rains from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. Even saying these things, they hardly stopped the multitudes from making a sacrifice to them. But some Jews from Antioch and Iconium came there, and having persuaded the multitudes, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing that he was dead. But as the disciples stood around him, he rose up and entered into the city. On the next day he went out with Barnabas to Derbe. And when they had preached the good news to that city and had made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith, and that through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. And when they had appointed elders for them in every assembly and had prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord on whom they had believed. Then they passed through Pisidia and came to Pamphylia, and when they had spoken the word in Perga, they went down to Italia. From there they sailed to Antioch, from where they had been committed to the grace of God for the work which they had fulfilled. When they had arrived and had gathered the assembly together, they reported all the things that God had done with them, and that he had opened a door of faith to the nations. They stayed there with their disciples for a long time. That was the end of our scripture reading for today. If you, however, are reading through the Apostolic Scriptures twice this cycle, you would also read Revelation chapter 8 today. <coughs> Excuse me. This is Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. And before I sign off, I want to read a prayer request for you that I hope that you will take to heart and also lift before the throne of God and ask for him to answer. This busy mom is writing like this. I am making a prayer request on behalf of my adolescent daughter and myself in a struggle we face on inner emotional turmoil. I think that when she was younger, I was dealing with my own stress and I passed some of my own high expectations on myself, of myself on her. She has had a hard time dealing with her own stress and some shame when she feels overwhelmed, bored, disappointed, etc. So this has turned into a picking habit. She has sores that she picks at and will not leave them alone to heal. 
I have repented to her about the past, but this habit has become a habitual coping mechanism. It breaks my heart. It is really hard for me to see and to address appropriately. Her Abba and I have tried many things to help her to stop, but nothing is working. Please pray for inner healing from within her heart and mind, and that I may have discernment about how to relate to her through this process. Thank you. I'm reminded what we read in Psalm 147 just now, where it talks about the Lord, that in verse 3, He heals the broken in heart and binds up their wounds. And the next verse, He counts the number of the stars, He calls them all by their names. He's so mighty, so almighty, that He counts the stars and calls them each by name. And now He also heals the broken in heart and binds up their wounds. So please all pray for this little girl that she will have a healed heart. The Lord will heal her heart and bind up her wounds from the inside that this precious um, busy mom is asking for help to, for prayer in. And we also will remind you, and I'm sure you do anyway, but we keep holding the situation in Ukraine and in the world before the Lord as well. We're thankful that he is on the throne. He is totally in charge. He knows what is going on. And uh, he's not taken by surprise. We can totally trust our Father and Almighty God in heaven in all things, small things and large things. So that was it for, for today. And I will say shalom from Israel. Until next time.